The Air Force wants to make digital life easier and more interesting for its airmen. It's starting up a new digital university they can use to go to cyber classes. The service is also reviewing the ease of use of its apps. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with Air Force Deputy Chief Information Officer Bill Marion about the digital Air Force and what airmen can expect to see in the future. So digital U, the, the core problem we're trying to solve is we get um, very functional area driven with respect to how we train people. So if you're a logistician, you get logistics training. If you're a cyber person, you get cyber training uh, on down the line, right? Well, digital is embedded in every single mission area. If you're an HR professional, a logistician, and so we wanted to kind of break the norm and, and truly democratize the training. And mm-hmm. so this, this is where online and, and live media training can, can help you get to scale without, because the problem when it was functionally driven was you, you had functional class, you attended in person, and it didn't scale very well. Right. You have almost a million people, right, 700,000 airmen roughly, you know, you got to scale differently. And so this was leveraging commercial technology and then being able to democratize the training. So if you think of the, the companies that are out there, the Udemy's, the Audacity's, the Plural Sites, the companies that are kind of bringing that digital platform, that's really what we're talking about is how do we work with industry to bring that into the, the Department of Defense, specifically the Air Force, to scale and democratize training. Then you get all the other benefits of we, we've really been struggling with how do you – how do you then incentivize people to learn even more, to be more and more digital, right? Because we want them to be able to do advanced analytics and be able to write a basic algorithm that goes against a data set that they may know natively, but the tools can help them. Like if I'm a flight line technician about fuel flow, right? How much money can we save by saving 1% of fuel when we're the world's largest fuel consumer, right? right. We can make some very significant moves by that airman knowing how to write a basic query on a data set that he, he knows, but the tools can help him accelerate. And so, you know, things like badging and going, yeah, I, I know how to code an R, and I could actually go into a data set and build advanced analytics and, and, and solutions out of that. We really want to empower that. And potentially, how do we recruit, incentivize, and, and even retention bonuses and provide more uh, direct corollary between, yeah, he, this person's really an advanced cyber operator. We're going to provide a an additional dollar or, or two or send them to a special class because they've got the advanced skills that we need. So there's a whole range from just democratization to how we hire and recruit and, and retain. So on the most fundamental level, would this be something like just cyber hygiene or would you be doing this purely for, for more advanced type uh, specialty codes? So with respect to content, it's everything from uh, cybersecurity, cyber hygiene, right? Just making sure every airman has got those concepts all the way up to, hey, I want to be a data scientist. What are the things to help me build up in that skill set? So gotcha. uh, how to build, build algorithms, um, coding skills. Could be advanced coding development, right? I want to learn R. I, want to, I know how to C++, but I've never done R. I want to code in R, right? Right. Python skills, cloud integration skills. So it's really um, the intent is this for, to be very wide content. My, my mindset is, again, it's so entrenched in everything. I mean, every... You know, it's not the 21-year-old. I mean, my son's coming out with all kinds of digital skills, but the, the folks in the middle that may have come in, and I'm a logistician, but I've never gone into a piece of software and run a query and got things out of it. So it's everything from basic cyber hygiene to advanced coding and, and cyber operations. So finding a contract for something like this, have you looked into that yet, and would it be like an OTA-type situation? Or Yeah, we're, we're going down the OTA route. 
Um, it's also not just a one-size-fits-all. So there's, there's differing vendors in this space that provide everything from um, much lower price point but very entry-level training to some vendors with a little bit higher price point but more advanced training. And so the OTA is allowing us to kind of look at how much we throttle on the lower end and on the upper end and in the middle uh, so that we can scale at the 700,000 uh, piece. So it will not be a one vendor more than likely from what we see uh, from our market research. It'll be a kind of an ecosystem of tools that we can provide uh, so that we expand all the, the content, but we also keep the costs uh, within controls. I wanted to move on to cybersecurity a little bit, something you spent a lot of time talking about. You talked about having 48 layers that really slow down uh, the way that people are, are connecting to their servers that is certainly annoying for a lot of airmen i'm sure where, where do you see the future of cybersecurity, and, and how are you going to be changing within this next cycle well there's two fundamentals uh, of changing cyber one is those 48 layers we need to get that back to the right number of layers that's right. so so there's security baked in that should be there but we've done it two three four five times um my, my joke out there, once I've scanned for a social security number, I don't need to scan another time, another time, and another time on the same transaction, right? And we're doing that in some cases. We're doing multiple firewall push-through. I mean, so at the core level, just engineering is is get out of the things that are just redundant and just remove the, the user experience. The other side of it is this pivot to truly to a zero-trust architecture piece. Right. Um, and so... Elements of the new world order of a mobile device over a secure connection to a cloud application is what we do every day on our personal lives that I would argue is elements of zero trust. Uh, we don't necessarily have all the mechanisms baked, baked into our applications today inside the DoD. And so starting to pivot our applications where uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the, the cloud one, the platform one, the DevSecOps of retooling our applications inside of a cloud native secure environment where it's it's truly kind of this mobile enabled secure connection zero trust kind of architecture so we've done that with a, a couple dozen applications we've got a lot of ways to go with with others but that's the more the modernization right the first one's kind of the the fix what we got right remove the barriers and the other one is the actual transformation of the applications the other big one is uh, and i talked to was we've layered so much security right the user experience is down when that airman comes into work are they thrilled to come into work because they have cutting-edge tech that allows them to connect and do the things? Or are they frustrated because they can't finish a travel voucher or do their pay or order a part for an airframe? I mean, that's, that's really troubling to a lot of airmen right now. And, and so between the investments that the chief and secretary are making and then the internal work we're doing to kind of take out the security layers that don't make sense anymore and also enable new tech um, – the user experience is a, is a huge focus area for us right now. I can I can put 500,000 cybersecurity things on there and call myself more secure, and then I can't operate. Right. Um, so the individual I mentioned, Colt Whittle, is on this journey with our major commands to where are your pain points, all the way down to how many clicks does it take in that application to actually get an outcome. We, we haven't valued that very much, but that's absolutely what you do in the commercial sector is like, Amazon wouldn't be in business if it took 47 clicks. Right. They have one click buy now. So. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> yeah. why can't I get to my voucher in one click and do – I mean, um, so it's not even just the technical mechanics. It's also our application. So he's doing some surveys with what are the most painful applications across mm -hmm. the Air Force, and then how do we, from a user design perspective, go back to those program offices and go, okay, we got to – 
we got to stop with capability for a minute and really focus in on usability. Air Force Deputy Chief Information Officer Bill Marion speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.